I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, I got, I was just like, I have my hands raised. <laughs> Can't nobody see what your hands raised for it. <laughs> I know. We are back. We are back. Allegedly. <laughs> okay. In so many ways. <laughs> just ride with us, huh? Please. Go with us. Okay. And just flow with us. We just it. feel like coming back. You know what I mean? Hello, guys. How are y'all doing? Yes. Real shit. How are y'all doing? Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. And that started back in March. It has been since January that we have had a podcast. Um, but first yeah. things first, let's acknowledge that Nigel is back. Yes, he is. Okay. It's <laughs> a hiatus. He went on retirement. He's back. You know, but yeah. every great legend does it. Michael Jordan did it. Jay-Z did it. Now Nigel C. Massive and legend is. Pump me up. So good to be back. Back in action. Yes. You go, boy, podcast. We are back. Yeah. And um, it's been a lot that has happened since January, but a lot that's happened since March. And we're just ready to share all of those things with you. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the number one thing I will say, honestly, is that everything we have been through, um, in my opinion, has strengthened our friendship, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't yeah. know. I feel like because we've had so much more time to talk and, st- and stuff, and and um, I don't know. It's just been like a lot. It's like good things. Like, for real, for real, more good than bad, you know? Yeah. But, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. And we're surviving and thriving through a whole pandemic right now. So it's even more uh, things True. to celebrate and to highlight. And we're here. We're healthy. Yeah. We're, we're prospering. And so, yeah, and we're still here. <laughs> Two best friends that anyone could ever have. <laughs> what are these glasses that you have on? <laughs> so I bought these glasses in preparation to go to Mexico. And <laughs> I don't know if, you know, if anybody's like me, you buy all these things and you pack maybe the night before, no judgment. And you <laughs> don't realize until you get back, like, dang, I meant to pack those. That was going to be a <laughs> fire adventure. Wear, that would have been very fire. I really like them. They're very like a, uh, they're circular and like have that Miami Vice lens yes, to it. and I went to yeah. Mexico, so I was going to yeah. kill them on the that beach, but that's okay. Now, in Mexico, did you bring your bug spray or anything? Because those mosquitoes are real. In I Cancun. didn't bring anything that I was supposed to bring as far as like <laughs> protection. So like sunscreen, didn't bring it. Sprays, didn't bring it. I was just out there letting that Mexican sun bronze this beautiful skin of mine and then when okay. i got back i got the peeling but that's okay nothing that a little because black people are starting yeah that is true i want to go back to Kyrgyzstan again to be honest with you i really really do i really want to go back because now that we know you know what i mean like we know more Kyrgyzstan was beautiful i would actually like to um if it was possible to go to go to all three islands since they're all right there Aruba. together Aruba. what is Aruba? Bonaire. Bonaire, yep. And yeah. Curacao. Just to see, like, the difference between the three. Yep. And he said, like, Curacao, like, because like, remember we met Disney there when we was in. I ain't gonna lie, friend. You, you'd be better about that than me. I remember his name. You know, he was good looking. <laughs> and I was single. Come on now. He took Come care of us the entire weekend. You know? Did he? Um, yes, he definitely did. That was oh. awesome. And I... He was saying how like Curacao is the more up and coming one, so it's the mm-hmm. one that's still like the more like less touristy, which it's I thought the youngest. was cute. Which the youngest, like Aruba oh, okay. is definitely the one. I thought it was Aruba Barbados, but maybe it's Aruba Bonaire. Mm-hmm, it's Bonaire. It's the oh. it's the British Islands. Mm-hmm. Now that I do remember, and Aruba but isn't is Barbados a part of the British Islands too, though? No, nah, I ain't saying it. It ain't. But oh, what okay. I am saying is they're called the ABC Islands. Right. And you and Google Bonaire ABC. Bonaire is the B. Now, I ain't never heard of nobody going there. Huh? But I think Bonaire is the snorkeling one. That's the one where people go who likes to snorkel. You're right. Because he That's did say okay. that. Yup, you're right. Because Bonaire, he was like, that, not that many people go to Bonaire, but Bonaire is still more touristy than Curacao. Mm-hmm. But like Bonaire is where if you like, if you love to snorkel, then Bonaire was the place to go to. I remember that. Okay, Nigel. 
list. Bonaire. I know a little bit. We know we putting the pieces together. We putting yeah. it, this is that's called friendship. That's partnership right there, right? What I don't know, you fill in the gaps, which you know, and vice versa. Not vice versa, vice versa, versa. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah. Well, yes. But let's go, let's go back to let's go to March if we may. You yes. know, and let's just talk about, you know, when, when the world shut down. When the world shut down, funny thing is me and you were together in Charlotte. Together in Charlotte. <laughs> okay, that was the last, that, was, that wasn't the last time I saw you, but that, that was the last time we went out, last time we had brunch and everything like that. That is true, which yeah. is crazy because although it was happening in the world, um, it is, yeah. we were yeah I would say I was blindly unaware like you had awareness of what was going on to an extent but I was so blindly unaware as to what was going <laughs> on so much so I was there with you and I was there with another friend celebrating her 30th birthday and we're out kicking it yep. playing flip cupping on the stuff on the on the patio when those went to the club that we that, went that to Saturday the, night yeah what? a whole pandemic and we just living in our own bubble in That's Charlotte, true. having a great time. And then I get a message like, oh, when you get back, we might be shut down. I'm like, what does that even mean? Who is shut yeah. down? What, what are you talking about? We <clears> shut <throat> down was- that Tuesday after March 13th. Charlotte shut down that Tuesday. And then, you know, we man, shut down Thursday. That's we it. shut down Thursday. And when I tell you, I had clients calling me like, hey, so I hear that we get ready to get shut down. Can I come in real quick? And I'm so nonchalant because I'm like, where is this shutdown? Like, what are y'all talking about? I know. Now, yeah, at yeah. this moment, I'm starting to hear about coronavirus. But again, I'm not understanding the severity. So I'm like, yeah, girl, come on in. Let me get this money since we allegedly going to be, air quote, shut down. <laughs> I'm like, what time does this shutdown start? Because I'm taking people and say, y'all tell me I got to go home. And so okay. the next day when I didn't get to go to work, I was like, okay, we ain't going to work. Huh? But you kind of, I mean, as much as you, you know, you love your clients, right? But I mm-hmm. think there was this newfound love that you have for being a stay-at-home person because you was a stay at home mom or dad but when I tell y'all <laughs> that Nigel loved being at home <laughs> through the I pandemic love being at home. what I, I feel like so I mean much. you yeah go yeah we go. Oh, I was just about to say I loved being at home so much like for the first two to three weeks I didn't understand why my legs were aching but that's because <laughs> I wasn't moving like I was stationary <laughs> I went to the bathroom, I went to get food, and I may or may not have showered, and I went right back to the bed. That is true. You definitely was the person. Yeah. Achy. I can say this. You adjusted very well. You adjusted Mm -hmm. very, very well (laughs) to that. And I think it was because, and one of the things you kept on saying was, it was very interesting to me. You Every time we got on the phone, you constantly said, like, when does a hairstylist honestly have this amount of time to be able to actually take a break like this? a break and so i'm gonna take advantage yes. of this yeah. I, one thing about me i will say in more cases than not i'm an adjustable person and yeah. i realized like in this case especially it wasn't anything that i could control outside of sitting my ass down and so if that's all i had to do what what do you mean i could sit down no calls, no texts. I ain't got to meet nobody nowhere. Oh, I was here for this. Here <laughs> for it. I wasn't bored. But, yeah. When people talk about they was bored, I wasn't bored. Bored for what? Mm-mm. I was But bored. see, one thing I could say is I think that I probably was more, like, I could honestly say that, like, I probably, I realized that I was probably, what can I, like, like I thought I was uh, definitely more adjustable than mm-hmm. I thought I was. Okay. And, or, or adaptable, not adjustable. Adaptable. It's okay. We know what you're saying. <laughs> and the crazy, the crazy part is, I really did. I was like, damn, like you know, I don't know, like my, I think, like I'm a busy, I, I you know, what I mean, I'm a yeah. I, I was, was ready for you to say that. You productive are more than busy. Yeah. So I'm used to on the go, and mm-hmm. um, and I created a lifestyle around that. Yeah. And yeah. so taking that break was. Very much so. Whoa, what the hell is going on? Yeah, I thought I was definitely I was, adaptable. Yeah, I will say for you, and I have clients who 
um, who live similar lifestyles like you guys. Mm -hmm. That's what you do. You go, go, go. You're very, very productive. You guys are very mm -hmm. aware of your time and you try to squeeze every little bit out of productivity in the day as much as you can. And mm -hmm. for those clients like you who have flights booked, like you can have two and three flights booked in one week easily. Yeah. And so yeah. to go from being in Charlotte, Chicago, here, there, everywhere to like only being at home, like talking about world stop, mm -hmm. like that's a screeching, like that's a screeching halt. That's hard to, that would be hard, honestly, as adaptable as I believe that I am. If I had that lifestyle, that would be so challenging to get adjusted to yeah. for a little bit and mm -hmm. to, for it to extend beyond a few weeks. Like you had to mm -hmm. adjust your whole life for several mm -hmm. months of no traveling and all the things that come along with productivity included in the traveling you have to adjust all that that is major there was a lot of adjusting to it as well yeah and then like you know I had coronavirus so I got the antibodies mm -hmm. and stuff but I, my, all I had was no taste nor smell you know what I mean um, mm -hmm. but then a lot of people around me had coronavirus um, so it was and everybody survived thank God but it was it was definitely an adjustment, but I think what's so interesting is once I adjusted, now I'm I'm rec recognizing like I'm like I'm definitely more strengthened in who I am as a person now mm -hmm. because like I I really enjoy like trying to figure this out. You know what I mean? Like I'm not. I guess like I'm. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to rush back to quote unquote normal type of thing. Like I'm, I'm just figuring out like this is my normal. Like, like, and or this is what like I, how can I say it? Like I'm not necessarily like okay, what's next anymore? I'm more so mm -hmm. like living very much so in the, in the present. present. Yeah, I'm living really good in the present right now. Like, and I think that was the yeah. that was one of the things. Like so many people talk about it, um, and I know it to be true in my life, even as I'm still adjusting to this transition of being more present, slowing down, mm. because that mm -hmm. was the whole thing. That's one thing about our culture and, and over here in America is that we are so fast paced. Um, it doesn't matter. It's in my opinion, unless you live in like Wyoming in the plain states, like the rest of us, though we may have different tempos, the goal is mm -hmm. to be as productive as possible all mm -hmm. day every day and this was the first time as a country we had to slow down and acknowledge yeah. like yo we really be doing the most yeah. wearing ourselves yeah. out all the things I mean we could it's countless things and I think that that coming back from that that break if you will was supposed to teach a lot of us yo it's okay to slow down it's yeah. okay to reprioritize yourself in the midst of you know, your day-to-day -day life. It's okay to say no. It's because a lot of times people, myself included, we look for excuses why we do or don't do something. When mm -hmm. we're not valuing ourselves, valuing our peace or prioritizing our peace or our solitude or whatever. So now we'd be like, oh, I can't, oh, I ain't got to go because there's too many people now. When in actuality, if it wasn't coronavirus, you might have still not wanted to go, but you didn't have the courage to mm -hmm. say, no, I don't want to go, or mm -hmm. no, I don't want to do that, or like me, I'm tired. <laughs> okay. I don't really, so I, I I will say that that has still been a transition for me to be present, but I am more aware of needing to be present and setting mm -hmm. boundaries for myself, because my mm -hmm. industry, as soon as they open the door, <laughs> They can't run them back. That's some real shit. Which I'm grateful for. Okay. You okay? You okay? Like, I'm grateful, goddammit. I am try. grateful. Let's be clear. Okay. Right, let's be really clear. Mm. Now, my thing is, it's like, I, I definitely agree with you. I think during this time of slowing down, I have been able, and both of us, we, I think it's important to talk about this part, like, mm -hmm. rebranding ourselves. Like, yes. Has, you know, I was, I was slow to figure it out like I wasn't this type of person you know how like a lot of people on Instagram and social media was like if you don't come out of this you know understanding oh, your finances I'm like bullshit I don't got time to think like it was I, so I, much I, pressure 
Don't like, don't, don't, don't it's crazy, like, for real, for real. it's crazy that even though social media on a normal day was already pressure for people to keep posting, though they, I know in ways some people thought they were being encouraging and they were to an yeah, extent. But at the same time, it was still pressure. Like, if you don't come out of this pandemic or this break better than better. what you wanted to, what was you doing with your time? Nigga, I was resting the fuck. That's what and I was doing. It's a fucking pandemic, goddammit. I, I was not supposed <laughs> to say the F word. It's a pandemic. We're in a okay. pandemic. And then we had all that racial tension. You know what Ooh. I mean? It's still do it's still bringing all of that stuff up. It was a lot going on. A lot. And, and that's what I was trying to figure out. And I, I allowed myself to take time to figure out where do I stand in the world? Where do I stand in the movement? Where do I stand on all of this? And and homegirl, uh 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 Brittany Patman said something that was so prolific. She like she does Black Lives Matter stuff and she be on MSNBC slaying the people and stuff. But she said that joy is a part of the movement. And I always tell her every time that she always gives me confirmation to just be. And sometimes you need that. You know what I mean? You need validation. Validation, confirmation. You know what I mean? You need that. (laughs) Affirmation. You need to be affirmed. And, And so when she said joy is a part of the movement, knowing how she moves in this like I recognize that like when everything was going on you know with George Floyd and all that type of stuff like I was like my job is to provide solace and a place of joy for people to renew their energy who are heavy in this work you know Mm -hmm. so my job is to not pick up the heaviness my job is to provide opportunities and avenues for people to experience joy so that those who are picking up the heaviness can release it and go back out and do the work. And when I mm-hmm. recognize that, Beautiful. that's when my plant life got better. That's when, you know, me and you both been working on, we got pictures out now. <laughs> I mean, and, and I want to get to the what, what, has oh, been birthed, yeah. what has been birthed out of the pandemic. And I want to go back yes. to what you said about the joy piece. Um, yeah. So many, uh, Lloydia Carney, um, she's an alum of UC. She came into the salon recently. And I hear, you know, we hear about joy all the time, like Black Boy Joy and all this stuff. But it was only different. It's a, it's a difference when you're in a certain space to receive mm-hmm. something. Because mm-hmm. she told me, she said, find joy. Like, in what, basically, in whatever you do, I kind of like joy. Yeah. Yeah, and it hit me different. It hit me similar to how um, what she said hit you. It hit me when she said "find joy," and for example, they had this bunt cake out at Nothing Bunt Cakes. It was the blue uh, blueberry bunt cake that was seasonal. Uh-huh. Oh, baby, that thing is fire! <laughs> and I said we were talking about it, and she likes the bacon to cook, and we were talking about how good it was, and my my endorphins were released just talking about it. I was like, ooh, this is giving me a feeling mm-hmm. that I like. And I went and got me a bunk cake. And mm-hmm. I sent, sent it to her and I said, I found joy. I found joy in eating that bunk cake. Yeah. It was like, yeah, yeah as minor as that may be, especially when they talk it's about- not. When we, It's not minor. It is <laughs> not. In my mind at the time, I was like, this is real minor. But when I tell you that brought me so much joy. So even in my days, uh, you know, forward from that conversation, I remind myself every day if I get a little flustered or if I actually need to take a moment to take a breath to be present. Or I tell myself when I'm zipping around the salon, slow down. Mm-hmm. I'm like, find joy. Find joy. Just find, find it. It could be in anything. Every day. Every day. It every could be day. in anything. You know, for it, honestly, you know, like we, we, um, at, at, at Paul Town Gentlemen, I could be no happier they work with a group of people. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's amazing that I get to work with these group of people. But I think that every day, um, because we're all you know, quote unquote immune, we got HIPAA filters in our office, we got temperature checks, uh, we didn't put up dividers and stuff like that. But when we get mm-hmm. into that office, it's so much joy in there, you know what I mean? Like ain't that something how some... ain't that something mm-hmm. like when we talk about like the world didn't give it, the world can't take it away when we talk about joy from a spiritual That's perspective. Real. It's yeah. like, even in your space, the culture is so real in your space and the love and the joy is so authentic in the space that even with dividers and all these other things, it still can't take away the authenticity no. and the joy. Ain't that something? No, it's beautiful. 
it's beautiful yeah. and that's the part that's the point of it it's just like you know that thing about for black males is like we are so scared and for people in general like i love what dr Brene about talk about like the emotion that we fear the most is not is not anger it's not disappointment it's joy it's crazy mm-hmm. that that's the emotion that we feel the most because as soon as we experience it a level of joy we think there's something bad is about to happen right after absolutely instead of of just living in the moment ain't that terrible yes it's bad and it's it's just like no go ahead (laughs) we got a lot to talk about with joy but it's like it's like live in that moment and when we live in that moment and just like just like soak it all up that is a high level of vulnerability and authenticity Mm -hmm that I believe that makes our ancestors so proud for us to just live right in that and say, don't yeah. worry about a thing, baby. You know what I mean, Stevie Wonder? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'll be standing yeah. on the other side. Okay, <laughs> you check it out. But it's so real though. Like, you know, that level of joy, like, and, mm-hmm. and have I was watching this Instagram picture. Well, I was actually checking this nigga out on Instagram. And then he had, and there was this video. <laughs> Set I'm gonna be real on this podcast, right? Like, and I was like, you know, what type of person is he? Because you know me, I'm a vibe person. You know what I mean? So I'm going through his pictures, like, what's trying to get a vibe before I respond back to the DM. Mm-hmm. And one of his pictures, I mean, one of his videos uh, was like these two people. It's like a cartoon image, and every time they touched each other, these flowers started to come out of them, and then they t- then the other person touched them, and these flowers came out. It was like a cartoon image. And it was like, when you around the right people, you are, it gives you privilege to be able to blossom. You know what I mean? And to okay. flourish, okay? And so it was so beautiful yeah, because I think through, joy, joy, right? <laughs> I think joy is like that way. Like when you around people, you know, that, you know, when, I love, you know, yesterday I was at one of my friend's house and I love that like, when you leave the space and ain't nobody talking bad about each other, ain't nobody saying crazy, shit, you know, crazy shit and stuff like that. It's just like, we just gonna live in this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We gonna have fun. We gonna experience this level of joy just around us. And you gotta control your energy. You have to control your aura. You know, my, my house, and that was something that I will say about the pandemic too, that annoyed me probably the most, is that I rarely do work. Like a lot of that, like the work of like answering phone calls and you know and 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 scheduling meetings in my house. Mm-hmm. I usually do it mm-hmm. in the office. So it annoyed me to be able to share this space with people who I typically would not share my space with mm-hmm. because I do not like to share my space with with strangers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? It, you know me. It take me a minute. Yeah, yeah, to yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so for I do want to tap on that. Calls, yeah, so for no, Zoom go calls to be yeah. so pervasive and to invite people in, you know, mm-hmm. I had to get to a place between March and June because we didn't really open up our office back up until like, you know, May, June. I had to get to a place where I'm like, bro, like this is like not the business, you know what I mean? So I stopped, yeah. I stopped, I stopped showing my video on, on Zoom. I said, no, we're going to do a phone call instead. And I'm going to mm-hmm. only do two to three calls a week, I mean, a day because like, I can't bombard my time with calls, and I had to create specifically an end time. But most importantly, I had to create. I had to make sure. That's how it's so funny because um, in the plant community, people say they ask like, "How many plants you started with before the pandemic, and how many plants mm-hmm. you started you have now?" You know, today. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I had probably like twenty something plants before the pandemic. And I'm almost at fifty now. Like. I needed really? my coworkers in my space as I called some of my plans. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I needed them to really create a space that was safe for me to invite people in who I normally would not invite into my house. I so, want to yeah. touch on that because <laughs> well, there's two there's two sides of the this topic, that part, that part I should say that I want to touch on. Mm-hmm. One is the work side the invasiveness of mm-hmm. Zoom calls and being in your house, right, with mm-hmm. people that you would have only, hell, you might not even invited them to your cubicle or to your desk, so you have mm-hmm. that part. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> let's be honest. Mm-hmm. And then you have the other side of the dating and the relationships and for those who may have um, 
invited people into their space to quarantine mm-hmm. with because mm-hmm. some people did mm-hmm. not want to be either alone or for those who were okay with being by themselves, you know, in a space. So that mm-hmm. first part about the workspace, turning your home, especially if you don't have an office, turning mm-hmm. whatever corner of your house or apartment into mm-hmm. a workspace and inviting mm-hmm like forcefully being having mm-hmm. to invite your coworkers yeah. into your space like that is that's really a thing especially yep. for people who are like I like to keep my work separate from my home life my home is my safe space yeah. my home is where I can be myself I can bring my whole self to to my home versus how sometimes you can't bring your whole self to work or people feel like they can't so mm-hmm. to have to sit up there for hours on end having meetings and mm-hmm. you know before people are understanding the function of how you could black out you know your background people mm-hmm. all up in your house like looking back there like what you got what you doing <laughs> and all of that like right. that's real vulnerable it is it is and invasive and you see i created me a little space to create conversation now like if y'all was to see my background i have uh, the uh, limited edition of Moonlight, uh, the, the movie, they have a script, a screenplay um, script. I got that. I got a lot of black boy images back here because I want you to talk about that, white folks. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> let's talk. You know what I mean? Like, let's get it. Let's have a conversation. But also people in general, like it represents who I am as a person is of a black boy joy. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I want to go to to be a little bit more vulnerable and I think this will help some people, to be honest with you. It's from March into June, I was dating this one guy be- between March and June. It didn't work out. He was a great guy. But, like, one thing I learned about, there's two things. And it might be a juxtaposed against each other. But one thing I learned about that was from March to June is that dating was very interesting during a pandemic because it forced you to go much slower, but it created some robust conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think that that, a lot of people was like, well, I'm not dating until after the pandemic, well, baby, you have to wait to 2022 because <laughs> you better get into this game. And, and even with talking, yeah. you know, to, you know, I'm not interested in, you know, a, a true, uh, well, I don't know. Let me not say that. I don't like to put that in the energy because my heart leaves. So the donjon plant started dying when I said that yes. I wasn't interested in relationships. That dang gun plant started dying is right in front of me. No. So here's the thing. I'm inviting anything that, that's supposed to come into my life. But but I think it's really cool during this time, during, dating during the pandemic, because it, it forces you to go slower. And I love that. I love that it forces you to go slower and to actually get to know the person. Opposite of that, I... It started dating and and getting someone in March and trying to incorporate them into your life while also trying to figure out what the pandemic was all about was very, very stressful. And I recognized that it wasn't until after all of that was done in June that I actually began to enjoy my life much better. And no shade to that person, but it was I was actually able to enjoy my life a lot better because, because of the fact that I was able to create, in a sense, my own schedule a little bit more and be more selfish mm-hmm. with my time. Whereas mm-hmm. like when you have the pandemic incorporated while trying to get to know someone, you don't know how, okay, should I be calling this person? How long should we be talking? All this stuff like that. When I started to let that go and be able to have my own time, my own ability to create my own schedule. Listen, I flourished. I really, really did. I really did. Like, I swear I used to look at the pandemic numbers every single day. I was frustrated (laughs) because I couldn't go to a restaurant or a brunch or to go see my friends or to travel and things like that. But then once I began to create my own schedule and say, this is what I want to do. And see, I'm this say, is how I want to do it. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. it. I love <clears> it. <throat> but I also feel like that's, that's huh, that goes back to just adjusting to what mm-hmm. is going on in the world, right? Because the, some of what you said, most people naturally think about those questions around dating anyway. 
when am I supposed to call? Mm-hmm. Should I text now? How long are we going to be on the phone? You think about those things anyway on a normal day. So to add in these other variables, such as the pandemic, such as the Black Lives Matter yeah. movement, and just all that, like, it's a lot of restructuring going on in the mind, in my opinion. Yeah. Recognizing what, you know, shit, what was already an issue. And trying to adjust to this new norm. And like for yep. me, <clears throat> being in a relationship, we went from both of us being in our, having uh, the ability to be in our separate places, being in our separate homes. So where when the pandemic happened, I naturally went over there and we lived under one roof from March <laughs> until basically present. Um, okay. Like we've been, okay, yes, we've been uh, together. You still ain't move out. And ain't no secret for like, me. I used to be like, what address you want me to send a package to? Because that was something we also did. Yes. Oh, let me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interject real quick. One thing I loved about the pandemic, and I'm looking right at it, so many of my friends sent um, cards. Mm-hmm. We did so many note cards. I I, I want to go back to doing that. That was amazing. I stopped it, doing it. Really, it. I got some note cards. Yeah. It's about like, which was, I'm getting to that part, which is like communication and sh- like a, a form of communication. And like for us moving, me basically being there, moving in essentially during the pandemic, like there was no explicit conversation about it. It was very organic. Um, mm-hmm. and even in that time, it really showed us like one, we can live together if, if and when we decide to do that. Um, it forced me to not run from conversations that I've been wanting mm-hmm. to have, but I would allow work time, any other thing to get in mm-hmm. the way of having some explicit and vulnerable conversations. And it allowed us to do that. We bur- both uh, are invested in our work. So <laughs> beforehand, I would get off work. He would already be off. We would go over our day. We would laugh and check in. But now we have time, intimate Either time together. Nine, 10 o'clock. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so we were able, that's another thing. We were able to build our relationship or dive yeah. deeper into areas around, let's cook together. We did home improvement yeah. projects together. We we started walking as a form of exercise that together and just getting some oxygen. We we just started doing more things together and we didn't have the responsibilities of adulting to an extent in our way to keep us from enjoying one another's company. And I think that was very, um, it was very beneficial. Um, yeah. And I've said this to a lot of my friends, they know that, I want to be um, a sunbeam, and for those who don't <laughs> oh. know what that is, and if you've been wa- or if you've been watching the game the on game. Netflix yeah. over the quarantine, yeah. <laughs> I want to have my own organization. I want to be a stay-at-home husband for a few months out of the year annually. No, I don't want to be there permanently because I have a purpose and there's things that I want to do, but I want to have that option. There are certain times of the year where I want to do that, and so. I was able to work on some of my um, homemaker skills during the quarantine. I was cooking. I was I baked. You know, I painted. I did a yeah, whole lot. Yeah. So my husband stopped me. Well, up. speaking of that, like, like what has been new? Like, I, you know, you, you have a lot of different things under uh, the works right now, and you know, same for me. So. I think it's yeah. important to share to the people like some what of the new things that have out of the quarantine. Yeah, what are we what are yeah. we birthing? Yeah. Um wow. So you mentioned about us having pictures. One of the things that I've done, um, aside from turn 30. <laughs> um, I know that was beautiful. <laughs> I turned 30. And um for a long time, I've just let blessings happen to me, which are, you know, things mm-hmm. just kind of came to me. I didn't really chase them or go after them to an extent. Um, and so one of the things that I'm really working on is just being the CEO of my business, for real. And that's mm. not something that I really was doing. And what does that look like, you ask? Well, that looks like, let's dive deeper into uh, uh, using social media as the tool that is, can be designed to be for businesses. So I've started mm-hmm. working with, shout out to Ron. Ron did my website, Ron Hart Brown. 
Um, he did he did my website, and we had a conversation about how can we elevate this website. And then I talked with my friend Sydney Murdoch, who is saturated in style on Instagram. Plug in her; she's great with content development. And then mm-hmm. um, there's another young lady named Brianna, who is helping me understand the layout of how things should be on social media and my and my website. So just mm-hmm. getting better traction around that. I had some conversations around doing uh, product testing and being a product educator for some brands. And I received great feedback around how I need to basically position myself and elevate my social media because that matters. Um, done that. And at some point, I'm either, I got to move out of the space that I'm in, like my <laughs> apartment. Right. So my lease is almost up so figuring out what that looks like so that in my new space I can create an area where I can yeah. develop content because not just yeah. gifted hands has 2021 some content is coming forth I'm going to be in people's homes I'm going to sit on panels I'm going to get paid to do these things and I'm going to yeah. be able to grow my um, my people my network yeah. so I'm excited about yeah. that and I also want to put out my credit score went up. God is still blessing in the pandemic. I paid my car off. <laughs> That's another <laughs> blessing. Yeah. And uh, I feel like, oh, now I'm not about to do this, y'all. So I'm just putting this out here. But I was invited to apply to a kind of like a conference for those who are interested in PhDs. Um, hmm. Yeah, like a doctorate program, particularly in the College of Business. Now, I don't know what that looks like, but I'm open to just getting the information. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Just get the information. Yeah. And uh, I feel like, and when after all that is said and done, my focus is really about being present as much as possible, owning my voice which those pictures that I posted on my Instagram and on Facebook at Nigel C. Math um, on Instagram, they were very vulnerable. Um, and that's what, that's mm-hmm. the space that I'm going into in my thirties. I want to be more vulnerable. I want to be more, continue to be honest and authentic and own the things that I want in my life. Like, yeah, that's what I'm working on. So that's awesome. That's what I'm birthing. That's really, really good. Yeah, and let's and let's okay. talk about you because you you have good Next. businesses and things. Business. <laughs> I I. <laughs> said, let's be I clear. talked about this. Okay, one because I I think you know I, I I talked about this before. Um, you know we had took a long hiatus, but I have been focused on uh, the Messy Roots brand of. You know MarioJavon.com. So I started MarioJavon.com. You can also get to You Go Boy podcast through that as well. Um, but then also, just like helping people with plant life. So I'm interested in going into a little bit of horticultural therapy work now. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at New York Botanical Gardens, trying to trying to get my um, horticultural therapy uh, certificate there. A lot of people, you don't necessarily need it. But I really try to bring um, this sense of people helping them build their lives while also focusing on their plants as well or a garden. And so that's been my business, really. And um, again, I think that back in 2015, when a lot of situations happened back then with like police brutality, I started my plant life then. So Serena, who right next to me, I started with her. <laughs> And I, I loved it, right? So I started like, I, it took me away from like the world so that I'll be able to do like the work with profound gentlemen. And so I recognize that a lot of people need that. You know, a lot of people are struggling right now. And I was struggling even right now. That's why I got 50, almost 50 something. I think it's a little bit over 50 or maybe a little bit under 50. I, I got to recount. Wow. But, you know, I... And I learned, you know, in a sense, how to really look at greenery and this type of life to like bring me joy so that I could go back out and do the work that I need to do. Um, But I've been having a lot of conversations and stuff like that too. I've been 
doing a lot of panels uh, and getting paid for them while being at my house. I had one with Barclays, or they say Barclays, with the CEO of Barclays and Echo and, and Echo and Green. It was so fun doing that one. Um, it was it was a funny thing. It was about two weeks ago, and it was um, I was helping my mom move out of our childhood home. She moved here to Charlotte recently, so I loved that one. That pot, I mean that uh, a panel discussion because it was the last one I was able to do in the house. It was the last day we were going to be at the house, oh, nice. and it just really culminated and just really showed a full circle moment of you know me being insecure about speaking growing up to now ah, yeah. speaking at a uh, you know at, uh, on a panel with a big ass organization like Barclays you know what I mean yeah in the <laughs> um, in your childhood home yeah and my childhood home so that was yeah. a full circle moment for me um this is just to show and see where I have been and where I'm continuing to go and that really is my biggest thing like really bringing out, I did move and I moved into more of a bachelor pad I wanted to take a a bigger leap, you know what I mean? Um, you know, I don't go too detail too much details into my home. That is something I do keep a lot private. <laughs> you know, people don't get to see a lot of court. I, I anytime I do an Instagram post, I keep one corner of the house. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> because I do. I find it to be such a sacred and just beautiful thing for my friends and I to enjoy my home. That's one thing. Like I share a lot about me, but I feel like that's one thing that I can keep sacred mm -hmm. um and that's been good I, I literally i've been enjoying a lot about life and rediscovering myself um but rediscovering myself from like a point of view of like what i know about me has already been there so what i that need part. in life is already <laughs> inside of me um and i just have to discover it and continue to uplift it. And I think that's just been mm -hmm. the most beautiful thing for me lately. Like I've recognized that I am black boy joy. Like, you know, definitely, you know, you didn't get into Lovecraft country, but we did get into P-Valley um, down with it. I'm watching Lovecraft country seven. right now. Really? Okay. Yes. Yeah, I oh, am. Right. I'm on episode three. I have to say that. Three, okay. Yeah, I'm on three. Um, I watched two basically by myself in the dark, and I was like, mm, that wasn't a good idea. Um, I love that. I like to scare myself, though. That's the problem. I like horror shit. Yeah. So here's the thing. Um, so with Lovecraft Country, it is definitely outside of my scope, right? My my mm -hmm. typical things that I would watch. But see, that's how I know that I'm growing, because there would have yeah. been a time that just would have never even been an option for me. <laughs> and I'm in a space of I'm open. Like let let me see if I like this. Let me try this out. Let me examine what I do and what I don't like about this moment. Because I think beforehand I was carrying so much of um uh I wasn't as open basically. Like it might and it looked like it in various ways of my life. And now I'm just like, okay, so Lovecraft Country is not something I normally would have watched. I'm not a mm -hmm. sci-fi person. I do like history. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, visually, my eyes are like, yo, that was a lot. But okay, let me, I'm intrigued enough. I found something that I'm interested in and enough in the plot to where I'm like, okay, I'm, I watched yeah. episode three. And even like in P-Valley, love P-Valley. Yeah. But there's a part of me that has been, that, that's a little conservative. Right, so we're talking about like the light, the, like the strip club culture, and for the long time, I'm like, first of all, I would never be caught in no strip club. I would and just all the things. That's course. the difference between the two of us. Yeah, <laughs> like okay. that was my that was my thing at first, but I also had to right. acknowledge to myself why was I feeling certain ways at first, maybe around strip club, mm. strip club culture, and things of that mm. nature, and so once. I continued to watch and I got past, well, I'm gonna actually tell you this, I took a pole class. That's what part of mm -hmm. the thing was. Mm -hmm. So I took a pole class and aside from, let's say the nudity that comes along with stripping, um, I realized the athleticism. And not because I didn't know that it existed, but bitch, when I got my own ass up on the pole, <laughs> and the little, the little bit that I was able to accomplish in that little frame of time, <laughs> When I saw how <laughs> athletic they are and how I know, it's great, yeah. art 
it's again, it's athleticism. And there's, I love the seductiveness of the art behind it and the psychology of it for real. I was like, you know, we got more in common than what I thought we did. So for the record, I love, love, love P-Valley. But even watching that for me was still a, uh, a space to where I'm like, yeah. Andrew, you are being more open. And I love, I'm mm-hmm. loving that about, I'm loving mm-hmm. that about myself. So. I love it. Yeah. I think it's really, really good. Yeah. Maybe we could get um uh Jay Alphonse on the show. No promises, but that'll be fun. We did a speaking, uh, no, Lil Murder. We did a uh, conversation already before. So it was really, really good. Like the boy is excellent at, at, um, at discussions and stuff and really go there. Um, but yeah, Lovecraft is definitely been my thing. Um, I'm not a sci-fi person either, but I'm a historical person more. And so mm-hmm. the, his, the historical pieces behind it was just like great. Um, yeah, Lovecraft was definitely my thing. And then uh, Jonathan Majors, I kind of got him to him. Uh, I, like I, I was telling people the last uh, black uh, man in San Francisco is such a good movie. It was Obama's number one pick. Uh, in 2018, I want to say, not 2019. Yeah, it was 2018. It was his number one pick for a movie. And mm-hmm. um, I went to, I, I saw it um, on a plane and it was so visually just like, it's like, again, one of those like moonlight um, type of like visually just like pleasing, like the plot line is not, well, moonlight plot line is very thick. It's a little bit dense, but like the last black man in San Francisco it's just like, you don't, I guess like you don't really, like there's a plot, but there's not really a plot. It's just I've like, never even heard just of like joy. It's good. It's really good. It's on um, the last Amazon black Prime. man, the last it's black San man Francisco. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's beautiful. It's like, it's just like when, it's a movie that just shows like the beautiness of being a black male. It really mm. is. And the vulnerability of being a black male. It was beautiful. Mm. Yeah, I love it. I never heard of it. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, so I think this is good, friend. Like, I don't know. Like, I think this is a good opener, <sighs> a little teaser so. for people. I think there's so much more for us to to talk about and discuss. But in the yeah, end, yeah. we'll get there. <laughs> we will. We will definitely get there. And I just want to go on record by saying that I am drinking uh, Woodford. Um, at this yeah. hour, and I know that's something that we normally would talk about at the beginning, but we do. I just wanted—I just wanted to bring it up only because I know that for many of us, huh? The pandemic brought about the drinker in you. So yes, if is. you have, <laughs> so I just okay. wanted to acknowledge all my uh, all my drinkers out there, um, no matter what your vice may have been through the pandemic and what has been getting you through, I just wanted to shout out to my drinkers, um, specifically Amen. my bourbon drinkers, you know, I'm holding My bourbon, down. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I am drinking today, um, we have a black-owned tea shop um, called uh, Paulina's Tea Bar, and she loves Profound Gentlemen, and oftentimes she like sneak some extra teas in there, so we transition all of our programs to be online. And so we wanted to be, we wanted to still give our guys a unique experience. So all of our guys have like tea inside of their, this box that we give them. Think about like a gentleman's box that they get when they attend like an event of ours. Um, but yeah, she usually throw in some like a little bit of extra stuff, um, but it's so good. It's like a Roy Burst tea. And I actually, Roy Burst is a tea because we saw Tiavana actually has a Roy Burst. Y'all need to try it, it's really good. It's like a raspberry type of thing. A hibiscus, maybe a little bit. It is hibiscus inside of it. I do know hibiscus is inside of Roybers, but I love it. Roybers has become my favorite, my favorite type of brand of tea or flavor of tea. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm drinking because um, I drank enough last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I definitely drank enough last night. It was, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was great. But we was on Woodford last night. I did bring some Terramana as well as Uncle Nearest, because I wanted to really continue to support these Black-owned 
Liquor. And, and Terramana is a tequila by The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. And Uncle right. Nerds is a Black-owned um, bourbon as well. So, yeah, check those two. And somebody check those said, two out. now, I don't know if this is true or not, but somebody said that Uncle Nerds is North Carolina-based. I don't remember seeing yeah. that before, but when I had went to go pick it up, and then when I had went, somebody else that they was like, I was to go pick it up from the ABC store, and it, and they was like, yeah, this one all Uncle Nears is always gone. And I was like, that North Carolina, and and they was like, you know, talk about how it's, I I've never seen, but we are getting a lot more whiskey and bourbon distilleries here in Charlotte. You know, Charlotte is the beer capital now, but we are, you know. I don't know about, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But if y'all do know, we'll maybe. Look more into that. Yeah, let's look up that. But Uncle Nearest is very good. And they love us too. Uncle Nearest love us. They created a drink with another restaurant company um, to be able to give us money during the pandemic. Ain't that, that beautiful? Awesome. That so is. y'all go get Uncle Nearest. They love us. They support us. They definitely um, get Uncle Nearest. Okay. All right, so, then, yeah. guys. You have been listening to You Go Boy podcast. Uh, and the music is by Jay Bosco, of course, uh, who does an awesome, amazing job. And uh, yeah, everything is everything. Nigel, anything else? I did that on purpose as he was taking the drink. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, yes, there is something else. I would encourage us, us all, if nothing else from this conversation, is two things. Be present, Be present. and find joy. That's it like, right there. I like those last two things. But- to end off on be present and find joy. Be present and Beautiful. find joy. That's that. Let's All right, then y'all. Y'all be good. You know, and bless. And we'll see y'all next time. Mask up. <laughs>